0: Emmy winner Tatiana Maslany returns to the mind-bending sci-fi drama Orphan Black with an official podcast continuation from Realm. Sarah is back, so is Allison and Cosima and the many, many other members of the Clone Club. It's been eight years since the Clone's victory against Project Leda. They've been able to live mostly quiet lives, but everything is about to change. The clones must step out of the shadows to publicly claim the secret they've sacrificed everything to protect. Family ties will be tested, long-lasting alliances betrayed, and the future of all clones hangs in the balance. Realm creates original fiction podcasts, including official continuations of popular franchises like this one. Their shows feature award-winning writers, directors, and actors. Season 1 of Orphan Black, the next chapter, is available in full, and Season 2 is airing right now. Check out Orphan Black, the next chapter, wherever you listen to podcasts. So in case you haven't listened to Arden, here's Julie Capsom's whole deal. At one time, she was one of the biggest young starlets in America, star of movies like Jane Austen Fight Club, Skyless, and My Fiend Flicka. But on December 25th, 2007, she disappeared in the far northern reaches of California. She seemed to be dead. Eleven years later, the true crime podcast Arden followed a trail that had seemingly gone cold to find Julie living with her high school boyfriend, Ralph, and their daughter in Verona, Italy. Julie returned to the United States, where she is serving time for the crimes she committed when faking her own death. And now, you know. Hey, just a heads up, this episode, like all our episodes, is set in prison. It also features some truly disgusting sound effects.
1: Excuse me. Should meat sound that... viscous? Well, hi, Julie. What are you doing here? Great. Hi, Butcher Bob. They said to report to the meat lab for my new assignment, but I thought that was just, like, prison slang for, I don't know, maintenance?
2: Oh! (laughs) Oh! Oh, you're so funny. (laughs) Uh, No, this is an actual meat lab. Well, it's technically not actual meat. We're producing a synthetic biomatter patty from genetically engineered bovine DNA. But it is an actual lab where we make fake meat.
3: Beef without the cow.
2: Julie, this is Chase.
3: Chase? Julie.
2: Except you obviously already know who Julie Capson is. She's my funk mate. Can you believe my luck? Not really. Why is it twitching? Oh, that means we're in luck. We have
1: ourselves a good batch. Oh, let's hope it's a batch good enough to feed their favorite lab rats, us. They feed us the fake meat? Is that why the meatloaf here seems so wrong?
2: Oh, the guard's looking over. I gotta get back to DNA sequencing. Julie, I
1: am so excited to have you on the meat squad. So, uh... Chase, huh?
3: Is that a first name or a last name? You can't just stand there. You're gonna get us both in trouble. I... (laughs) What am I supposed to be doing? You've used a chemical reactor before, right? No. Well, then why did they send you here?
1: I was originally on library detail, but no one appreciated my efforts to reorganize the books by page count. It makes sense! People should know what they're getting themselves into. Uh. It's fine. I'm over it. Anyway, the pay is way better here. Inmates,
2: no socializing. Do you think 96 cents an hour earns itself?
1: Chase? Is someone supposed to train me on the equipment?
3: Just read the manual. You'll figure it out.
1: Okay. Set the infrared dial to 36 and activate the incubation chamber. Okay, is this it? Then add 60 grams of phenololamine? Literally, what does any of this mean? Um... Is that supposed to happen? I do not think it's supposed to grow this fast.
3: What did you do? I don't know! Did it just... move? Oh my god. It's... alive! Run!
2: Inmates, remain at your. Oh, God, what is that?
1: Stop those inmates! The Fortinbrass scientist who runs the lab still doesn't know what I created, but it cost tens of thousands in damages and contaminated, no, awakened
4: the rest of the day's batch. <laughs> Jesus, Julie, you certainly haven't lost your flair for the dramatic.
1: I'm being dramatic, Natalie. Is nobody going to back me up that it's bonkers to entrust convicted felons to carry out complex biochemistry for 96 cents an hour? (sighs) Anyway, my co-worker is pissed at me because I got us both kicked out of the meat lab and sent to laundry. Well,
4: that doesn't sound so bad.
1: Ah, but this prison has a lot of free bleeders. Ew! And when their cycles are synced up, woof. And don't forget grass stains.
4: Oh, I miss when we talked about normal best friend stuff. Like faking your death.
1: Now everyone hates me. Because Chase and her gang, the Feral Femmes, scare them. It's hard enough to make friends in prison. Now nobody will talk to me except for Butcher Bob. Butcher Bob? My bunkmate. I told you about her, didn't I?
4: She's a fan. <laughs> You didn't tell me she was called Butcher Bob. That is worrisome. Julie, I say this as your oldest friend, and for a while, your only friend who wasn't trying to be seen with you in the tabloids. The more you try to force a friendship to happen, the more you scare everyone around you. You treat friendship like a competition sometimes. Not as much as you. Okay, just be your normal, everyday, Julie self. I promise you, you'll make all kinds of lifelong, cherished friends. In prison. Where you currently are for committing several crimes. Visitation period is over. Inmates will return to their cells immediately. Oh, oh. this might cheer you up. I brought that thing you requested.
1: I don't know what to say, Nat. Thank you. Mm. Oh, my God.
2: Hey, Rumi.
1: Ah! Butcher, Bob, how long have you been here?
2: You know, this is just like that scene from Skyless. Remember how you were in that movie? Where the kids realize that the grizzled old prospector has been silently hanging above them like a bat for hours. And then he swoops down and says, My prospector's nose smells gold. And blood. Oh, are those Doritos? Give those back. Save any for me?
3: Wait. These aren't Doritos. These
1: are... CURD FACES?! These are none of your business!
2: Man, I haven't had a curd face in years! Not since Fortin Bra bought this place and banned Wayface products. You smuggled them in Dorito bags?
1: That's kind of genius! I don't know what you're talking about.
2: Oh, I miss those ads, too. Curdface the Wayface industry's cheesy snack so delicious It makes good people do bad things and vice versa. Tagline could have used an edit.
1: Be quiet someone will hear you
2: Don't worry bestie your secrets safe with me. Enjoy this now they could be the last curd faces you ever eat. By which I mean you're more likely to tame that meat monster you created than you are to get Ford and bras to let Wayface
1: products back in this prison. And I'll buy some when I leave prison. You know I only have six months left, right? Not if Chase gets a say. You cost her the best paying job we have. It's 96 cents an hour! Come on! You don't think she'd really do anything to me, do you?
2: Mm-mm-mm. You do not cross the feral femmes. <sighs> Alright, I gotta go. Meat Lab called us in for overtime shifts to repair the damage that you caused. A dollar fifty overtime pay. Can
3: you believe it? Uh oh my god, disgusting. Well, nothing more bleach won't fix.
1: You won't believe how many times I've said that. Nothing more bleach won't fix. <clears throat> hey, um. I just wanted to say I'm sorry for getting you in trouble and everything. Although, in my defense, how was I supposed to know that I was creating some kind of meat monster when I was never trained in the high-level scientific procedures that everyone else seems to just understand? I am a college dropout. The extent of my chemistry knowledge comes from playing a teenage Marie Curie in Curious Marie, which bombed, by the way. And yes... I realize that made me sound like even more of an asshole. You hate me. I get it. I deserve it. I'm sure you're planning on shanking me the first opportunity you get. But maybe we could just put everything out in the open and talk it out? Because I would love to not be
3: shanked. There is something I wanted to ask you, actually.
1: Anything! Hit me! I mean, don't hit me, please. Don't do anything violent. I have a daughter.
3: In the evil horse movie you made. My Fiend Flicka? Why doesn't Snowdrop the Satanic Pony devour Penny Pancake, even though he is commanded by Lucifer himself? At first I thought it was meant to be ambiguous, but I eventually realized it's just sloppy filmmaking. What? I can't be a film buff? The
1: phrases film buff and My Fiend Flicka have no business being near each other.
3: Fine. My daughter loves that stupid movie. But Penny's survival has never made sense to her. Or me. When she found out you were here, she wanted me to ask you. Happy?
1: All this time you were casting those dark and pensive stares in my direction. I thought you wanted to murder me. Snowdrop doesn't eat Penny because of the power of love.
3: That's it? Pretty much. It's always the power of fucking love. I swear, makes no sense. You know... I have a daughter too. Nope, we're not doing this. I cannot believe you thought I would murder you. First, I want to see my kid again. Second, I don't need the tabloids up my ass. Third, I've seen my fiend Flicka. You just returned from hell, a terrible skeleton with glowing red eyes, and I really don't need that energy in my life. You'd be such an annoying skeleton.
1: Listen, if you have other movie questions I can answer... We're done here be my normal Julie self and I'll make friends? Wrong again, Natalie.
0: The radicalization of Julie, Curdface Capsum, is created and executive produced by LaToya Ferguson and Mara Woods-Robinson. Episodes 1, 4, 7, and 9 were written by Mara Woods-Robinson. Episodes 2, 5, and 10 were written by Emily Vanderwerf. Episodes 3, 6, and 8 were written by LaToya Ferguson. The series was directed by Emily Vanderwerf and Mara Woods-Robinson and was edited and sound designed by Christopher Dole. The character of Julie Capsom premiered in Ardent, created by Christopher Dole, Sarah Golub, and Emily Vanderwerf. This series stars...
2: Lindsay
4: Zanna. Randall Briscoe. Maggie Mayfish, Galen Baker Lindsay Syme
0: All Wayface radio productions are produced in Los Angeles County on the ancestral lands of the Tongva, Tataviam, and Chumash. To listen to the complete run of this mini-series right now, ad-free, please subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash ardenpod. You can also find a feature-length version of the mini-series with all episodes cut together. That's also your home for all future Arden content, as well as special goodies only available to subscribers. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon.
4: The Fable and Folly Network